this podcast from the Triple Helix Cambridge October Café Scientifique event, sponsored by the Medical Research Council. I'm Mira Senthilingam from thenakedscientist.com. This month saw the start of a new series of Café Scientifiques, and this new season was kicked off in a new, more bustling venue, the Café of the Arts Picture House in Cambridge. The event looked into dementia and an ageing society to reveal the issues and health concerns associated with our progressively older population. The event speaker was Professor Carol Brain from the Department of Public Health and Primary Care at the University of Cambridge. And I caught up with her before the event to discuss the effects of an ageing population. There's been quite a dramatic change um, over, over the years. Uh, although, that said, in the United Kingdom, our demogra- demographic transition, as, as it's often called, has been happening really since the Industrial Revolution. And so we've had time to adapt to our older population. However, at the moment, we're seeing a sharp increase in the very old. And so it's partly that age group that we need to understand better. It's a global phenomenon, uh, ageing, so that there's a, a, a big change in population structures around the world. And even in countries where you wouldn't think there was a, an issue, there, there will be more older people in the future, even in sub-Saharan Africa. So diseases and disorders that are associated with ageing are of importance to the whole global community. So it's really a worldwide problem then. What is the main concern with ageing? Is it things like dementia then? Yes, we all would like to age very well and then perhaps uh, have a very short period of disability and uh, illness before death, or preferably not any at all. But the evidence is strong that with age comes an increasing susceptibility to chronic diseases, and that can be vascular disease such as stroke or heart disease, diabetes, musculoskeletal problems, arthritis and all those sorts of things, all of the things that make it more difficult to cope day to day and dementia is one of those conditions. What is dementia really and what are the symptoms someone can look at or understand to know that someone may have it or may be getting signs of it? Well dementia is a clinical syndrome and it's, it's uh, diagnosed when somebody has very, really quite significant uh, change or deterioration in their mental function and that's often memory. And it's sufficient to lead to uh, the inability to cope day to day, so with daily activities. So those things going together and they're not being caused by just an acute illness or that sort of thing or, or a urinary tract infection. So it's, it's deterioration in mental function with an inability to do things that you would expect to do in daily life and in, in the absence of, of impaired consciousness. And well, this is something that many people these days are, are worried about when, it, and when they think about the fact that they are likely to live to quite an old age. So is there genuinely anything people can do to try and prevent this earlier in life? There's plenty of evidence that people who have higher education do more physical activity, um, uh, eat particular foods, uh, have high social engagement, um, are at lower risk of dementia, but it's not an absolute thing, so it lowers your risks somewhat, but not completely. And we don't have evidence that actually changing those things, so an intervention will change your risk, so it may be spurious, and a good example of that is we did think at one time that hormone replacement therapy would prevent dementia because people who took hormone replacement therapy in the 80s and 90s appeared to be at low risk of dementia but actually when they did the trials they got more dementia so that it was actually doing harm so you have to be very very careful about 
risk and prevention. But in general, my advice would be be happy, eat sensibly, and keep, keep your body in good shape. Do the things that are good for your heart, and they will probably be good for your brain too. So generally, we just need to look after our bodies and look after ourselves, really, and keep healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, What about if once dementia has perhaps started setting in for someone? Is there any kind of treatment? There are some treatments, which most of which are more symptomatic than actually change the course of the disorder. And, of course, the drug companies and the whole of the uh, many, many researchers around the world are trying incredibly hard to find something that might change the course of a particular type of dementia, most usually Alzheimer's disease. And, but so far, we haven't come up with anything that really completely changes it. Some people respond quite well to some of the drugs that are around, and now NICE has approved more of the drug, more of the medications to prescribe in dementia at the mild, moderate, and severe stages. So there are things that can be done, but most particularly, there are other things that can be done as well in terms of trying to adapt one's life and all the different um, tips and hints and understanding uh, about caring and so on and think and understanding about how the disorder will unfold. Many people say that they find a great deal of support from talking to other people who are in the same boat um, and also the, that their carers can get together and help. And things about just simply changing the household environment might help, list writing, all of those. There are lots of things that can be done. It is always possible to look at somebody and their environment and their family and their caring environment and say, well, how could we make this better? So I guess there is a, there's a, a wealth of information then so far, but I guess it's also possibly in its early days simply because people are now living longer than ever before. What are you hoping to look into next or what's the next step for your own research within this? Because I do population-based research, I, we, we try to look at it from all angles, so I can't give a specific answer to that because what we try to do is create... Um, an approach which looks from the earliest prevention, evidence for prevention, right through to end-of-life care and what can we do that will make the best quality of life for somebody, say, at the end of life with dementia, to try to provide the background evidence that is needed to help policy-making and also to inform the science of each of those stages. Trying to make sure that the science that is done is actually relevant to the people because working with population samples means that you're always grounded, you've always got your feet on the ground because you're, you're, lo- you're looking at the disorder in, in, in real people rather than, well, I mean, it's obviously everybody's real people, but if you take groups of individuals from very selected settings, it doesn't tell you about what's happening in the whole population. Professor Carol Brain from the Department of Public Health and Primary Care at the University of Cambridge, discussing the diseases associated with age and possible ways we can study and even prevent or treat them. Now, this month's cafe was very popular, as I'm sure you could tell with the bustling background when I spoke to Carol, as this is a topic many of us are concerned about. So after the event, I caught up with some audience members to find out their thoughts. Um, Well, I'm actually training to be a speech and language therapist, and I'm quite keen to work with people who um, are elderly and have diseases like dementia. So because I'm just starting my training at the moment, it's very interesting for me to have an overview of the subject and and also hear about the latest research. Did you learn much, or what did you think about the information that you were given today? Yeah, I did learn a lot, and I thought it um, certainly raised a lot more questions, which is what you want to come to a talk like this for as well. But yeah, it's been really interesting. I was surprised by the fact that there were some countries where I thought maybe the life expectancy would be a lot lower and there would be... It was interesting to find out that actually it's um, going to be a problem even in countries where the life expectancy is a lot um, shorter than in countries like 
um, in Europe or Asia? What did I learn? Well, it seems that um, there's a radical difference between Alzheimer's and normal ageing. But was there anything particularly surprising about it all? Um, not really. I was very pleased that, uh, to hear that the Japanese are doing work on robotic care. I think, given current trends, even if it doesn't apply to my generation, it will apply to my daughter's. I'm, I'm converted to the, you know, these cafe scientific uh, talks. I, I think they're a brilliant idea. And what do you like about them? What do you think makes them different? Well, I think that they bring to the general public the scientific discourse that it's it's easy to miss unless you know you're you're offered it in a situation like this. Um, it's absolutely up to date and. Uh, you get snippets of it on in the media, you know, or you watch Newsnight and you get a little tiny version of, and a much more ex- expanded version uh, of what scientists are talking about, uh, what their, where their research is at. And I guess what did you think about this evening's discourse then and the topic at hand? Well, I think the topic is extremely important and I think that you can see from the number of people who are here this evening that it's something that weighs on practically everybody's minds. Well, I've been to a number of these sessions, and um, in common with other sessions, I thought today was extremely informative and wide-ranging as a presentation. And then I find it very stimulating how many different perspectives are brought to the discussion afterwards. There are obviously people who have a very focused scientific interest, and there are other people who are very representative of a general concern about a high-profile issue um, across as the population as a whole, so I think that, that comes over really well. So there was certainly a lot of discourse as a result of Carol's talk. Now that's it for this month's podcast, but if you enjoyed listening to the highlights of this October event and fancy coming along to the next one yourself, the next cafe will be taking place on Tuesday the 9th of November in the cafe bar at the Arts Picture House in Cambridge, where Professor Ron Lasky will be discussing the links between our DNA and cancer. You can find out more information about the event at cafescientifique.org forward slash Cambridge. But if you can't make it along, we'll be meeting Ron and hearing audience questions and opinions once again in the next edition of the podcast. The Triple Helix Cambridge Café Scientifique is sponsored by the Medical Research Council and this podcast was produced by me, Mira Senthilingam, from thenakedscientists.com. Scientists.com.